Welcome, data enthusiasts. Today, we're going to be speaking with Anjali Savalani. She is data manager at Grover. You'll know Grover, the Berlin-based and one of the fastest growing scale-ups in Europe. Today, we are going to be talking about connecting business problems with data solutions. Anjali's got some great ideas about this, both practically and more mindset and approach-wise. So we're going to be looking at the data leaders and the individual contributors. There's something here for everybody with respect to connecting business problems with data solutions. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Connecting business problems with data solutions is an ever-present challenge for businesses everywhere. Why is that? Uh, the question should more be changed to, are we asking data the right questions? Do we know how to connect the dots? Do we understand uh, what do we want to achieve out of the questions that we're asking? Do we have an output in mind or are we just diving in just because and without really a real in-depth need for an answer. And that's where I th I've seen most of the problems arise from. People would ask a question to understand, but not really use it, use that insight. So how useful questions are you asking? That is the reason why you know, it can be challenging. And asking the right questions in that sense, understanding use cases does require a lot of um, understanding of business as well as how data works how the infrastructure works for example is another problem how mm. well these things are asking the right questions understanding through appropriate and relevant uh case examples okay wind back a little bit put this in context for us why why is this a concern for you and, and why do you seek to face this challenge uh, personally, I've always been interested in, you know, how businesses grow uh, and the best angle for me, what I found is to do that through data, through the lens of uh, what's going on today, what are the problems that we are facing, how can you answer that using the data, and that would then mean that you are placed right in the middle of business teams and not necessarily uh, a separate part of a data team, you know, who are looking from the outside. You have to understand how things work from the inside to be able to gain that knowledge and gain that experience to really reflect and solve problems uh, that that can help you grow, that can help you um, cut down your losses. And that's mm -hmm. where, you know, instead of sitting in a data team, I would prefer to sit in a business team as a data person. Sit in a business team as a data person. Okay, brilliant. I'm thinking then the podcast primarily for data enthusiasts. Why do you believe data people need to know about this topic? And with that, as you've mentioned, what needs to change for them, these data people? 
I think they need to get closer to their stakeholders. Uh, one of the very common things that I've seen is that every team is so isolated uh, that, for example, there is a developer team, the software engineering team that's completely uh, different, and then there is a data team that's different, and then the business team sits separately. Okay, that has worked, but if you want to improve, if you want to really um, get everything out of that data set or the infrastructure, you need to make them uh, sit together. They need to be in the same room to be able to understand what the business model is, what are the challenges, and then you know figure out ways and priorities, set the right priorities. That's very important, which I think can go missing in hindsight of because everyone has their own goals. Software engineering team wants to implement something fancy, which might not be needed, you know, not at this point of time. If you're facing losses, we don't want to implement something fancy. Instead, we want to implement something useful, something that helps us instead of just showing. That's just for show value, I would say. That's mm. where you put them together in the same room and then they can discuss what's important what's not important what's the business outlook is and what do we want to achieve in the next quarter next month whatever mm, okay two two questions that arise from that the the first one if we're practically speaking if we're getting people data and business stakeholders in the same room i assume you're referring to physical or or, or a, even a um, a virtual meeting type room what should these meetings look like and the other question was a point you mentioned earlier about the uh, the structure of data teams given that you think that they should be within business teams so we'll come back to that later what should these meetings look like if we're getting everyone in the same room together and we need to be efficient well, I would first say that you get all the experts in their own area, experts from software engineering, because they don't. we don't need many people in the room. We just need the right people in the room. So the person who's actually proposing what they want to do, the thing that they want to implement, the business people, the data expert who will basically who basically knows what they want the what kpis might be important already just from the business use case make them sit together get them to understand what the product looks like implement all the steps along with the knowledge of the data person that this is what they need at each step to make this a success so it has to be a circular chain instead of it being a separate you know like mm -hmm. we do not live in the uh, I would say, old software engineering cycles where each step is one step at a time and then we grow. No, we live in a world where we need to have everyone together in one room and prototype it over and over again. I think that has been the case uh, for a long time, but not in terms of the way we look at the teams. It has been more in terms of the way we implement things separately. But now we really need, for example, for us to work with some operational processes, you need to have infrastructure ready because as soon as operations start, they're not going to stop. They're not going to wait for the infrastructure to be completely ready. And that's mm -hmm. where this, like, this can become crucial uh, to have mm -hmm. everything right, at least the minimum basic model ready uh, to go with everyone involved together and everyone who agrees with it. Also the yeah. fact that the business 
impact of it needs to be yeah. understood by all these parties. What, what what size of issue or problem should everybody or should these key stakeholders be getting involved in? Are we talking about day to day issues? Is it a major feature development? Is it any issue that arises? Um, well, it's it's more of a like for example, let's start with the major thing that you're building. That's the first call, I would say. Once you've built it, then it comes down to what issues are you facing. If these issues are more like, you know, they, they're happening too many times, then in that case, yes, you might need to go and revise the structure uh, in terms of what's going wrong. Why are we facing this? Is it impacting our business or not? Is this even important to fix or is it something that we can let go? And then on the other hand, if it's not that big of an issue, please don't involve these senior stakeholders. People can take care of it. They're intelligent enough. You've hired them to do that. But while developing, that's when it becomes important. Let's have the right people in the room. Don't mm -hmm. propose ideas before involving your stakeholders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. A, a quick detour back to that other question. Um, and, and this could be a fundamental one or not at all. You mentioned about data people sitting in business teams. Are you referring to a different team structure makeup or uh, is it only case by case or problem by problem? I think in today's world, everyone needs to be data agnostic. It's like everyone needs to know how data works, not just in terms of how, um, you know, the main data people would know, but even other people who are involved in understanding who are um, consuming this knowledge, consuming the results, they need to understand how the basics of data work. If I do not get the correct data set from my, let's say partners, I would not be able to give you the correct insight. So the percentage of what's right, what's wrong needs to be understood as well. And that's where it comes in that whoever is going to consume that data, whether it, you are a data person or not, you might need to become that at least a little more data agnostic than you are to be able to deal with the business problems. And uh, in terms of also exchanging data, then in that case, I think at least one person, one data person in every team, in every business team is important because then they can also deal with the data team. They can also deal with the software team. And that's how we can just manage things better. Mm, okay. So it sounds like a, a bit of a, an evolving role of the uh, data professional, given that they may well be assisting uh, uh, non-technical or traditionally non-data people with data topics. As well as I think, I think I've seen this role even, uh, I think I've seen at some fine company that the role called business scientist that's now in docs, right? And I think it is exactly stemming from this, that we need we don't need data scientists to implement algorithms to improve something that is not needing to be improved. We need business scientists to figure out business problems to solve these cases where it actually needs improvement if they understand the business model. So that's where I think this is coming from. And mm. uh, this will be definitely something that we look forward to. Mm -hmm. for, for businesses that 
have not and will not, at least for the short term, invest in a business scientist. And for our data enthusiasts listening, what can they do to bridge this gap? Practically speaking, what would you, um, what kind of new skills can they put in their tool belt to bridge this gap? It's learn, like speak with your stakeholders, number one, speak and speak their language, not just your data language, speak their language. Ask the questions about is it what kind of impact is, is this going to make? What are the next steps after we know this number? Why do you need this? These are the questions that you need to ask and not just, you know, like if you're asked to create a report and you just create it, please don't ask them, why do you need it? What, what is the urgency? What business impact will it create? And what improvements do you see in the future through mm. this? In your own experience as a data manager, recognizing that data management covers myriad topics from systems or database systems, architecture, warehousing, where have you seen the biggest breakdowns in um, either communications or translation of the, the problems from the business? Translation. That's like... That's one of the key problems that I think most companies also face is that what you're requesting to be developed, is it is what you're requesting is translated well enough for the engineers to understand that. And your data will be only as good as your infrastructure is, as your integrations are. Otherwise, whatever you are uh, creating might not even value enough you know we might not create enough value rather so translation is the number one key and the other key is our priorities of all the teams in the same direction so if they're not then one team's urgency might not be the other team's urgency and that mm. can for example conquer both losses and it can be profitable too depending on what the situation is so mm. setting the right priorities on a like leadership level, that's very important for all the teams. Mm, interesting. And if we go a bit, a bit lower, so not only leadership level, we're thinking about individual contributors right now who may well, like you, be in some form of data management. What tools, skills, approaches, mindsets can they start to adopt? Uh, it's a it's a tough question to answer, to be honest, because in my role, for example, I have to deal with uh, forecasting. So I need to know some data science. I need to know how to build automated pipelines, data pipelines. I need to also build some dashboard. So the entire life cycle and sometimes even integrate APIs and everything. So uh, that then makes it like a well-rounded role of understanding different technologies for different things. For example, you, need, you might need to understand Airflow, AWS Glue uh, for integrations. You might need to understand how modeling works, What uh, and then some sort of MLOps too, because mm -hmm. you need automated models. You don't have to run them on a daily basis. Then mm -hmm. um, 
on a day-to-day -day basis, you definitely need to update some of the dashboards, some of the metrics, some of the numbers, and then you definitely need to know some dashboarding tool. So mm -hmm. I would just break it down to, you know, like what is your role primarily about? And do you know how to integrate that role in an automated fashion? Or if you're a data analyst, can you create reports automatically? And you yeah. can automate things. For example, do you know Airflow? Do you know Airbyte? Do you know AWS, SQL, Python? And uh, do you also know dashboarding tools like Looker Studio, Power BI, or Tableau? These would okay. be... So oh. these are very technical areas, and I would hope and even expect uh, data people to be across these areas already. What I'm referring to are maybe more of the soft skills or the business skills. That's definitely like, yes, that's a def different bucket altogether. Like the whole conversation, our whole conversation has been about that, right? And uh, so please divide your skills into two areas, soft skills. These are not um, th these are not something that you forget. These are the most important skills. Technical skills, you can uh, you need to know some basics definitely, like SQL and uh, Excel definitely. That's an everyday tool or some dashboarding tool. And then on the go, you can also learn other things. You know, based on what is what what demands uh, are there in your role, but. Please don't forget soft skills. Please don't forget to understand how to translate business problems into solutions. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, and, and I should imagine as well as a, a soft skill set, there's a mindset. Going back to the meetings specifically, what mindset should data data managers, for example, what mindset should they be going into these meetings with thinking about the the business and the people side uh, i would say before going into before even going into the meeting the agenda should be set already uh, and you should go well prepared with some of the research of your own already done in terms of what you'd need uh, from your stakeholders right uh, and then each one of you should be prepared and open to take that input and then discuss why or why not it is important. And th that's it. That's the mindset that you need to go with. Go prepared, be open to discuss all the changes and implement and just connect over the problems that you're facing. I like it. I like it. I think that would be really useful for uh, data contributors and, and data people. Now going more high level, looking at leadership level, recognizing that these challenges exist between connecting business issues with data solutions, what can those leaders do to help smooth the path and, and more quickly get to the solutions? Um, set the priorities straight for all teams, make it similar so that they don't fight over these menial things. Uh, second, involve the right people at the right time. Be open to learn from your subordinates. Be open to learn from, uh, you know, take a, um, instead of taking a top-down approach, take um, 
the reverse approach and learn from people who are facing these problems and ask them why are they facing this problem be open to help them with the solutions and uh, tell them what's really important and what's not important that's what mm -hmm. that's what their role should be in terms of you know understanding how they can help and make things better for their people mm -hmm. essentially mm -hmm. in your mind if if we recognize that data leaders come across these challenges and come across these problems, what can they do to learn themselves? Because I'm aware that we always assume that the data leader has the answer, has the solution, and they should do. But where can they learn about this? What can they do maybe to immerse themselves in the challenge and, and therefore be able to help their team members? Um, well, firstly, they need to figure out different areas, you know, like the way I like to work is bucket things in a way that are solvable and not solvable and communicating it to the right people and telling them that, hey, this is the reason that we can't solve that. This is a possible solution that we can have in the future, but right now this is not possible to solve. On the other hand, the for these for for set of issues that can be solved, these are the set of solutions that we have, and we're going to implement this in a certain time period, right? Hmm. So just bucket your solutions, and then um, communicate that very clearly. Don't say that you can do something that is not possible at the moment. Set the right mm. expectations. Mm. So segmenting and setting expectations. I like it. Um, how about you, Anjali? How did you come to learn these um, approaches and, and skills to addressing the the challenges of connecting problems with with data solutions um, honestly it has been in practice for me since the beginning of my career even though i was involved in more of a data team at my previous company uh it did start out i was had always been more interested in you know what kind of problem are we solving in the business side of things and i would proactively connect to these teams to figure out what's going on. And then fortunately I was put in projects that led to this development, I would say. And after that, if I looked out for a role, I looked out for a data role in a business team. That's how mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. developed for me. So learning to some extent on the job and also being proactive, putting yourself in, in these positions to do so. Absolutely. Thinking about you, data manager at Grover, what challenges do you believe lie ahead for you this year, or uh, even for the for the whole data management sector this year? I think AI is the biggest thing that we need to figure out how to use. It's not something that we should fear, even though I do think that it's a little fearsome. But how can we utilize it to make our work better? to make our work more efficient and uh, is it good enough or ready enough for us to use it in a day-to-day -day lives that's mm. i think that's the most challenging things i would see and of course with with the with the economy right now uh, the another challenge that i see is maybe in 
forecasting at the moment. That's that's more of a business challenge, I think. But yes, these are the two areas I would be focusing on and see. Interesting. If, if, um, if AI comes into every conversation now, if AI becomes ingrained in all the areas of data management, whether that be systems and architecture, governance, all these kind of topics, would you recommend or do you believe you will be re recommending the same approaches to solving those problems? I would, absolutely. You cannot forget business when you're solving problems. You can solve them in a different way, maybe through AI, but don't forget what you're trying to solve. Understand why you're trying to solve it. I would still recommend that this is always going to be very important. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Keep business problem front of mind. Okay. Anjali, thank you very much for giving your insights today. I wonder how can people connect with you? How can they learn more about these topics that you're obviously facing every day? Um, well, they can always connect with me over LinkedIn. So I'm always available. And uh, in case of learning about these topics, I prefer to write blogs. I can share some links over LinkedIn maybe in the future and uh, definitely get my insights from all the data leaders out there. And Data for Good podcast is another place to go now. Hey, no doubt. Awesome. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And we shall see you very soon. Thank you for having me.